Welcome to Riverbend Church's podcast, and thanks for listening. Riverbend is a church in Hernando, Mississippi that is focused on our calling to restore the community around us. For more information, visit rbhernando.church. We hope you enjoy the message. I want you to turn to Galatians chapter 2 this morning. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, I decided that uh, we would finish the series that we have been in a little early, then we would... Uh, move into the new year, starting something fresh and something new. And with that, uh, how the dates played out and were laid out there, there was one Sunday today where uh, we had a one-off sermon. And so as I was thinking about it a couple of weeks ago, what would be the one item the one topic, the, the one thing that if I could get all of us in this room, myself included, but if I could get all of us to understand, what would it be? I titled it The Exchanged Life. Let me read for us Galatians chapter 2, a passage that uh, we have looked at before. But I believe something that we need to come back to and look at afresh and anew. Starting in verse number 15, I will read down through the uh, end of the chapter in verse 21. And as I read, think of it this way, that he is writing to you. He's not writing to anybody else in the room. He's writing it to you. He's also, as a believer, if that is who you are, He's writing that about you. We ourselves, we ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. Yet we know, we know that a person is not justified. He's not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus. In order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. Because by works of the law, no one will be justified. But if in our endeavor to be justified in Christ, we too were found to be sinners, is Christ then a servant of sin? Certainly not. For if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. For through the law I died to the law so that I might live to God. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God. For if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may this, Lord, Lord, may this passage of Scripture penetrate deep into the hearts, the minds, the lives of 
all of us in this room. Father, we need to understand this. As sons and daughters of yours, we need to understand this fact. You live through us. You live in us. It is you who live. In every single one of us, your spirit lives. God, may I grasp that afresh and anew today. May we, as a church, understand the exchanged life. I ask it in Christ's name. Amen. They lived at the end of the street, and for whatever reason, they were a little bigger than I was, and they liked to take it out on me sometimes. They were Jason and John, twin brothers. And it seemed that we had a rivalry going on. They were extremely competitive. I was competitive. And even as young boys growing up in Bartlett, Tennessee, there was a vacant lot in between our homes and we had made a a dirt track out of it. And it seemed as if they were against me every single day. But I loved them. They were friends and I think they loved me, at least liked me. But I'll never forget sitting in second grade class. Jason was in my class. And all year long, John would try to make his way into our class and Jason would try to make his way into John's class and trick the teacher. They traded each other's classrooms often that year. And most of the time, the teachers didn't have a clue if it was John or Jason. And by the end of the year, they would just say, John, Jason, and we would go about the day. My question from that cute little story about John and Jason, friends of mine in early childhood, have you ever wanted to switch places with somebody? Have you ever wanted to switch lives with somebody? Have you ever looked out and said, you know what, the grass is greener on this side of the fence. Here is where my life ends and where fill-in-the-blank person's life begins. Have you ever wanted to switch lives? I think in one moment in time or another, every single one of us, if we were honest, have said, you know what, That person over there has it a lot easier than I have it. That person over there has all of this going for him or all of that going for her. And man, why isn't it going like that for me? This morning, the subject matter is the exchanged life. And what I want you to get, if nothing else, out of the whole time that we are here in this passage of Scripture is this. Jesus took all of your junk. He took all of your trash. He took all of your sin. He took all of your iniquity, all of your junk, and traded that with you with all of his righteousness, all of his blessings, all of his greatness, everything that is good, he gave you. 
He took all of your bad and he gave you all of his good. And as a son or a daughter of the king, that is who you are. And so often you and I don't live like that. And I don't know why we don't live like that sometimes. Sometimes I do know why I don't live like that. But if we would ever understand what he did for us and truly grasp it, oh, the change that would happen in Brian Tillman's life and in your life today. Let me read for us the verse that we'll spend our time in this morning. Again, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 states this, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. The exchange life this morning consists of two insights. The first is this, that the exchange life is one that starts with death. It's one that starts with death. You're like, Brian, that's um, starting the whole year out that way? Yep. First point of the year, life starts with death. The exchange life if you and I understand it, if we would come to terms with it and and grasp the exchange life, you and I need to understand this first and foremost, it starts with death. Actually, it starts with two deaths. The first is that of Jesus. He died. He died for you. He took your place on the cross. He paid for your sin. His blood was shed instead of your blood, my blood being shed. And second... The exchange life is this, as Paul stated, uh, I no longer live. But then two sentences later, when he finishes that sentence with that statement, I no longer live, a second statement he says, but the life I now live, I live by faith. What is it, Paul? Is it that you're dead or is it that you're alive? Yes. It's that he's dead like those verses previous to verse 20. I'm no longer living by the law. I'm no longer living by the, the, the laws and the commandments of this world. That is all past. I'm dead to that. But now this life that I am living, this air that I am breathing, these days that I am taking these step after steps after steps, that's happening by faith. The exchange life begins with death. And as I stated, it actually begins with two deaths. In the 1800s, Charles Spurgeon, the great preacher from England, preached a sermon on this passage. And his statements on this passage were like these, that this one, This one who loved you so much, sir. This one who loved you so much, ma'am, gave himself up for you. It was a love that was an ancient love. 
he states. An ancient love. How is it an ancient love? He loved you. It happened in the past. He loved you in the past. Before there was time. Before he said in the beginning there was light. He loved you. He didn't love the person to your right or to your left, in front of you or behind you. No, he loved you. Before he created the world, the reason that he did create the world was because he loved you. And he knew that you were going to blow it. He knew that I was going to blow it royally. He knew that you were going to do that as well. He knew that you were going to need a Savior. He knew that you were going to need a Savior. And in his love for you, he gave himself up for you. The exchange life begins with his death. But the exchange life also begins with your death. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 states this about him and about you. He became sin who knew no sin so that you and I, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So here's my question. What are your dreams? Every single one of us have some dreams. Every single one of us have, have plans. Every single one of us have goals that are set. It is a new year. Possibly by now you have not broken all of your New, year, new Year's resolutions. I have, and it's day five. And that's okay. I've got 360 days before I have to make some new ones. But every single one of us, we have some dreams. We have some thoughts, some goals that are out there. And some of those are good and some of those are bad. Some of those we have taken to him and said, Lord, is that what you want me to do? Is that what you want us to do as a family, as an individual? Some of us, we haven't taken those to him. But the exchange life starts with death. And it's your death. It's your death to self. It's your death even to possibly some of the dreams and the goals that you might have made for 2020. And the question is, will you trust Him today? To say, I I have a better goal. Or a better life. I have a better Monday than what you have for yourself. I have a better dream, goal for you than you have for yourself. Will you trust Him? Like Brian, that's, that's easy. I have trusted Him. And in one sense, I believe that a number of us have. We've trusted Him with eternity. 
We, we have trusted him with eternity. We have stated, hey, Jesus, we want to be with you forever and ever and ever out there. We trust you with that. But just let me have today. And, and I, I don't trust you with today. I trust you with forever. I trust you when I die, when I'm not breathing on this earth anymore. But I don't know about trusting you with everything here. The exchange life for you and for me is that we trust him just as much out there as we do right here. This life that he speaks of, Paul does right here in verse 20, I've been crucified with Christ. I I no longer live, but Christ who lives in me and the life I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself up for me. This life is yours in Christ. Charles Solomon, in his book, Wilderness to Canaan, stated this about this life. He saved you. You trusted him, he saved you. Not to wander around in this world for 40 years like the children of Israel did in the wilderness, but he saved you so that you might have abundant life right here, right now. Take just a second. Think about your life. This life. The life that uh, just turned into the year 2020. This life, is it abundant? Is your life abundant? Sure, we have ups and downs. Hard times and great times. But is your life abundant? For it to be abundant right here, right now, as Jesus spoke in John chapter 10, verse 10, I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. You and I must trust Him. Second insight from this passage that we'll look at this morning, not only is that that it starts with death, but a second insight is this. The exchange life is new life. The life that I now live. It's new life. It's new life in 2020. It's new life at this moment. It's new life for you right now. It's Christ living in you and in me. I no longer live, but it's Christ who lives in me. Paul states it here that he lives by faith. The author of Hebrews stated it in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, that faith is substance, substance of things hoped for, and evidence of things not seen. Faith is substance. Every person on the earth lives by faith. You're like, no, they don't. Yes, they do. Every single person, 7.8 billion people on the face of the earth, every single one of them, every single one of 
us live by faith. The question is not, do they live by faith? But the question is, what or who do they put their faith in? Paul says that he puts his faith in, in this exchange life, he puts his faith in Christ. He puts his faith in Christ today. Shipwrecked multiple times. Faith's in Christ. Chained to soldier after soldier after soldier. Faith's in Christ. Walking as a free man in the marketplace of whatever city he finds himself in. Faith in Christ. The office that you will walk into tomorrow, ma'am, sir, the classroom that you will sit in, that you will teach from, that you will learn from, the workplace or the household that you find yourself in over and over and over again, Paul says, you and I live those days, things out by Question, do you take it for granted, the workplace that you walk into every day? Do you take it for granted in this sense that that you don't pray, all right, Father, this is what you want for me today. If this is what you want for me today, how can I be your ambassador here today? When's the last time you prayed something like that as you walked in the workplace? Have you ever thought that the reason that you have this job, the reason that you have these individuals around you at the house, the reason that he is taking you here or there is so that you and I might be his ambassadors for that moment, for that place, for this time. And the way that you and I understand that and live that out is by Faith. You're like, Brian, all I'm going to see tomorrow and for the most part of this week is the windshield. Okay. If that's what he has for you, how can you spend that time, windshield time? Just go ahead and tell you, I love windshield time. Absolutely love it. But how can you use windshield time to grow in your faith? How can you use cubicle time? Yes, there's responsibilities at your workplace, and he wants you to take those responsibilities. But in the midst of those responsibilities, how can you use that time by faith? The exchange life that Paul is speaking of right here starts with a death to you and me, but it also speaks of a new life that is lived out by faith. Is it worth it? Let me close it this way. Look at that last statement of verse 20 once again. The life that I now live in the flesh, right here and now, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself up for me. 
Is it worth it? Sir, ma'am, student, adult, there is one person who loved you. Loves you. Loved you and continues to love you so much that he said, I I want all of your bad. All of it. You think you're great at being bad? He's greater at being great. Yes, you're pretty good at being bad. I'm pretty good at being bad, but he is greater at being great than you and I will ever know of how good we are at being bad. But he said, let me have all your bad. Here's how much I love you. Let me have all your bad, and I'll exchange it for all my great. Just trust me. Trust me for Monday. Trust me for this week. Trust me for this moment. Trust me for eternity, yes, but trust me for today. And I'll exchange everything that's terrible that you can think of, that you have done, that you have, and I'll give you my very best, me. And every time you inhale, and every time you exhale, and every time you take a step, Every time you start a conversation, every time there's a responsibility that comes across your desk, just know that I am in you and will work everything out for your good. Because you're mine. And here's how much I love you. That I died for you. The exchange life of a Christian. The exchange life of a believer in the Son of the living God. On the one hand, everyone gets it. Because we get that He took our bad and we got His good. Sign me up for that. But on the other hand, it is foreign to us. Because if we do just that, exchange life, we have to give up control. And if there's one thing I know about us, we like control. But he says, trust me, trust me. Trust me, and I will give you the absolute best that you could ever imagine. As 2020 starts, will you trust Him? As this Sunday comes to the 11 o'clock hour, will you trust Him? Father, we come. Father, these insights on a new life. Father, there's something that we we want. God, I, I want that. 
Father, will I trust you to receive it? River Bend, maybe you are there on that first insight and there's a death that needs to happen for you to, to understand the exchanged life. A death that, that only you can die. You have to die to self. As the time of response comes, maybe you just need to uh, take those moments and just ask the Father, All right, Father, is this something that I need to die to? Or maybe it's that second insight, the insight about a new life, and that you just need to walk into it. You, you, you trust Him, but you're just not applying Him. As we stand and as we sing, respond back to Him. Father, we come, and this is Your time. All of it's Yours. But Father, it is a time that we turn our focus back to you and respond back to you. Maybe it's just our thoughts that are responding back and forth with you in time of prayer. Father, it, it might be actions that come from this time. God, would you be pleased with us? as we understand, as we wrestle with, as we come to stand on Your Word. Guide us in this truth that is Your Word for life, new life. Would you stand and join us? Alex is about to lead us, and as he leads, maybe you're here today and you've never accepted Him. You, you don't know Him as Savior I've stood up here and spoken for 20, 30 minutes now. And yeah, he loves you so much that he died for you. If you would like to be introduced to him, I'd love to introduce him to you. This morning, you respond as we sing. You have been listening to the latest message from Riverbend Church. We hope you enjoyed it. Live simple.